Ladies, I welcome you to Positively Purposed, the space where real women share real stories from the experts and the experienced, giving you motivation, advice, support, and information that you want to be apprised of. I'm your midlife maven, Nina Dana Lee, and we'll be dropping these gems every Sunday night. So hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And let's get started. Tina Laws is a relationship specialist with a Bachelor of Science in Psychology and Master of Science in Criminal Justice. Amongst her certifications, Tina is a certified relationship coach, domestic violence facilitator, and advocate. She spent the last 14 years focused solely on advocating on behalf of empowering women around building healthier relationships and lifestyles. She is passionate about helping ambitious women to reset and own their positions in the relationship. Tina, also the founder of Under Construction Bermuda, is happily married to her husband, Sean, and is honored to be called mama by her two adult children and nana by her handsome grandson. Today, we talk with Tina all about the twists and turns in relationships and how you might be able to better navigate sharing life with a long-term partner. I welcome Tina to Positively Purposed. Good afternoon, Tina. How are you today? I would like to welcome you to Positively Purposed Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Good afternoon, Tani. I'm thankful to be here. (laughs) It's so good to have you. You know, the last uh, couple of episodes that we've had, we have talked a lot about abuse and women in relationships that need to get out of it and how they can get help and all those types of things. And I would love for us to have a conversation. You are a relationship coach and you do an amazing job with what you do. And I'm just really looking forward to our conversation today to just talk about the different sides of relationships and and how that can benefit us, whether we stay or whether we leave. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm I'm so happy to be on the other side today um, talking about how we can probably have a stronger relationship or keep a lasting relationship going. So I am happy to be a part of this. Wonderful, wonderful. So I would like to start with a little bit about you. I would imagine that having a career coaching women about relationships, it must have started from something fairly personal, something that, you know, resonated with you. So what pushed or pulled you into this path? Well, to be honest, Danny, for many years, um, in my teens, I can speak of, I was the go-to person for all of my friends, even family, to talk about their relationships. Um, And so I did that for many years. And then in my early 20s, um, I had to, uh, I guess, evacuate a relationship. That's the word I'm going to use. I had to evacuate from a relationship that was very volatile and abusive. Um, And I never told anyone, but I still continue to be that support source and um, giving the right advice and telling everybody what they should and shouldn't do. And so, you know, from that point forward, I said, wow, this is something I do on a regular basis. What am I going to do with this? Um, And so for me, it took me a lot to get to where I am today as well. You know, it took me a lot of work. Um, I had to do a lot of focusing and refocusing on the things in which I needed for me. Um, and along that journey, I've also worked with other women to help them to do the exact same thing. So full speed ahead to um, 2000 onward, 
Um, I decided to work with victims of domestic violence as I was also, I am also a survivor. Mm-hmm. I worked with victims of domestic violence overseas in the U.S. in three facilities, so that was amazing. But one of the things that stood out to me the most was when I returned home and I started just doing my support groups and, and all of those things. Um, I realized that women were more so looking to have better relationships, not necessarily um, being in unhealthy or abusive relationships, but women were looking to have the, you know, the best relationship they can get where they can get the best relationship of their lives. And so I decided in 2018 to put my criminal justice master's degree aside for a bit and become a certified relationship coach. And so from there onward, I haven't turned back. I'm, I mean, I love what I do. And so, yeah, that's pretty much in a nutshell how I got to coach women today, cert- you know, with a certification. Well, um, from, yeah. from, a, from, a lawyer, from a lawyer degree, to coach. criminal justice. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. That's a that's quite a switch up. And now you're doing something that resonates with you, and it feels good, and it gives you fulfillment. I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I love it. I love it, and I, and I love to see other women win. Yeah, you know, because if we all win together, hey, mm-hmm. we can't go wrong. We're powerful, powerful beings. Yes, yeah, straighten up each other's crown and support each other. Yes, yes, girl. Yes. Well, you are a strong type A personality woman, and it's often said that business women and more vocal or strong-minded women sometimes struggle with relationships because men can be intimidated by a powerful woman. Do you mm-hmm. agree with that? And if you do or don't, do you have any tips for stronger women and how they might be able to have a more happy and fulfilling relationship? You know, what's funny for years, I've heard people say that, and not just men, but women, you know, um, tell women like us, all of us women who are ambitious and know what we want um, in our lives, um, that we are intimidating, you know, and the reality is, I often say to women, um, once you know who you are and you know your worth, you just, you don't settle for any thing from anybody so sometimes that can appear to be intimidating to males and even some females but in actual fact what it is is just showing that you know I have boundaries and I'm not going to stand for things that I don't want to stand for bottom line you know um, and for men we have to remember two relationships are also a partnership right and so in those partnerships we have to know how to own our position in them. And so oftentimes women who are ambitious and leaders and know what they want, if they find themselves in relationships with guys or men that um, appear to be intimidated, we have to question, well, what are they lacking? And why do they see us as intimidating? What, What are they not doing that they feel that we are? You know, and so there are some of those are some of the things I often ask, you know, women when they come and say, Tina, you know, why does he seem to be so intimidated? Or some men tell women, I can't date you because you intimidate me. And so my question is, what is it about me or her or them that intimidates you? And oftentimes it's basically um, that a woman's doing something following her dreams. Um, she's following her dreams and and knocking them out of the ballpark and they aren't that's basically what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and i think as women sometimes we have to well not even sometimes all the time we have we have to remember not to 
for lack of a better word, dumb ourselves down or shrink down yes. to fit into someone yes. else's ideal image of us or what they would like us to be. And sometimes we would take the route of, well, let me shrink my voice or let me yes. reduce my personality or let me reel it in a little bit to make him more comfortable when ultimately we want to be exactly who we are. We want somebody that loves us and appreciates us and respects us for the total person. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing on the flip side of that as well is I often say too, you know, unlike the boardroom, intimate relationships are about um, love and communication and, and just partnership whereby, you know, those boardroom meetings and partnerships are more so about competing and, and proving that you are the better employee or the better partner. And I think sometimes we get them confused. Um, sometimes we find, you know, when we are in leadership positions as women, um, we tend to take our boardroom behaviors or our office behaviors home to our significant other. Um, and so that becomes a problem as well. And so that's where we have to take a seat and say, you know what, wait a minute. Am I in competition with my partner or am I looking more so for a partnership? And I think that that tends to be an issue a a lot of times as well when um, we aren't able to differentiate, you know, um, being in the boardroom or in the office room or at a a top meeting and being at home with that significant other that we wish to spend the rest of our life with. And so that's the difference. We, We also have to know the difference in that as well. Mm-hmm. You know what that brings up to me is that um, is the personal side of that relationship because mm-hmm. I mean as a woman I know I'm a more submissive type in my personal mm-hmm. relationships so and as much as I I may be a very strong powerful you mm-hmm. know person from a business perspective when it comes to my personal life I'm a lot more. Um, demure I guess I'm yeah. more yeah. reserved I'm quieter I listen more and speak less and you know and so I think what you nailed it right on the head is I guess knowing the difference between your business personality yes. and your personal press where is your place as a woman in the relationship where do you want your place to be and yeah and make yeah. sure that you're not coming home and, and trying to boss around your man <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because you know what's funny, right? I I say this all the time. It's funny because um, a lot of people tend to think that, um, even for me, a lot of people, I remember years ago, people used to say, um, I felt sorry for your husband. If you're going to tell us off like this. And I said, what's funny is um, my husband doesn't raise his voice to me. And he has never had to, and neither do I, right? And so um, it's because we both know who we are. Right. And I think that's a result of me learning who I was through as a result of walking away from an unhealthy relationship. I had to learn those things. So I've done a lot of work. But, you know, like you just said, I might be one way in my office area or dealing with certain business situations. um, But at home, I'm like a little mouse. (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, I just I'm just under my husband's wing. But that also comes with. partnership. Yeah. You know, I, I got married and, and committed to my husband for battle or for worse. And I know that me trying to compete with him to prove to him I'm better than him or I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do that. That's not going to be, a, you know, a cooperative, um, a successful partnership. And so, um, and that's where I think we, we, as women sometimes have to find that balance. You know, we want to be right. Yes, that's separate again. We all want to be right. We want to 
what I want to say and what I want to do, I'm going to do, whether you like it or not. Um, and then that word you used earlier, submissive, some people take that as, uh, as an offense. And so you might find some women will say, submissive, who do you think I am? Back in my grandparents' days. But, you know, submissive doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to allow your husband or your boyfriend or significant other to tell you what to do, when to do, how to do it, and ill-treat you. Um, what it says is that, you know, you honor and trust your significant other. And, um, and I think that's so important when you trust your significant other, and you honor their feelings, and it should go both ways, of course. Those feelings should be reciprocated as well as those behaviors. But when you do those things, you you no longer look at it as being submissive in a a negative way. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at it as being someone who's, you know, willing to be a cooperative partner, Mm -hmm. right? And you have to be vulnerable with the, the person that you're with. Exactly. And, and that's how, you know, like, that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Nope. You know, that's healthy. I, I always say when we find relationships where one or the other is constantly in defensive mood or constantly got to be right, um, I say, you know, we have a lot of work to do for ourselves. You know, we have a lot of work to do for ourselves. And so I believe it's good when you can't find that significant other that you can't just say, you know what, baby, you know, you are someone that I'm very comfortable with and I can just rest right on your chest and know that everything's going to be a-okay. And I'm good with that myself. So I agree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on the flip side of that, which um, I hadn't really thought of until this conversation just continued, is what about the women that are more quiet in their natural character and mm-hmm. and they want to be able to have more of a voice in their relationship yes. and be able to be heard but they don't know how to do that or they're not used to speaking up maybe they're the quiet person in the office maybe you know they're not necessarily yeah. in a position of power where they're used to being in charge but there are times at home and they may want to you know make their presence more known or their opinions or their feelings and they're not sure how to do that how, how do you encourage them to to take their space in the relationship so what's you know what's funny about that is i actually just acquired a new client that has that exact description in her life and um it's and like she said it's not that she doesn't know how to talk Mm -hmm. or say what she wants to say but she's always been that way and so what i often say for individuals women who find themselves in that situation um, is to start maybe with a friend. Start just voicing your opinion. You have to start somewhere, right? Um, and sometimes you've been quiet for so long. How do you now come home and you're, you're telling your husband you're a significant other? Just bottom line, no. <laughs> it just starts with a no, right? Or I don't feel like it. Um, and it's not always for nothing unhealthy. Um, it could just be he wants the um, living room painted yellow and you want it blue. And because you've given him his way so long, you know, you're living in a home that's multicolored. You hate the colors. You hate the furniture. You hate the food he buys. It's just as simple as saying, you know what? I really don't like that. And I haven't said anything. But the next time we got our walls painted, I will really like to pick the color out. Just that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, just that simple. Or, um, babe, I understand you really love yellow, but I also love blue. So how about we go to the paint store together 
and pickle green. You know, I'm just thinking mixing color scale, but you know, you just, you, it has to start somewhere. You know, it doesn't always have to be a shouting match or screaming and crying match. It's just as simple as sometimes saying what you want, just say it, just get it out, mm-hmm. just get it out. And, you know, sometimes we don't get it out because we are afraid of what may come behind it. Um, and sometimes we haven't set up for so long that now how do we change the trajectory of this relationship? Because that's basically what you're doing. You're changing things. You're no longer going to be that quiet person that doesn't speak their mind or to express their thoughts. And it's just as simple as, you know what, moving forward, you have to think about this. Is Do you want to spend the rest of your life living in a capsule? Mm-hmm. You know, or do you want to flourish and and grow and blossom into that woman that you always imagined that you can be Mm -hmm. and you really can just start speaking up. And sometimes I say, speak to a friend or talk to a family member, say something or somebody on your job that you wouldn't necessarily respond to when you're in a meeting. Um, you may be that person. I know you've seen them. I've seen numerous of them. Um, you're sitting in meetings and you, you're always looking at that one person that never says anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes after the meeting, you find that they may say something to you, um, one or two people um, after the fact. And you say, why didn't you say it while you were sitting there? What you had to say was so valuable. And oftentimes what you hear people saying is, I didn't think it would matter. Mm. I didn't think it would matter. So, you know, that, that stems from somewhere. I'm not going to go that far back, but that stems from somewhere. But what I can say is just start speak, just start expressing how you feel. Your words matter. Yes. And, and when you say, you know, that starts somewhere else, and, and I totally get it because that, that will turn in a whole nother episode oh, as <laughs> with the fear and the lack of confidence yes. and the insecurities and things like that. Where, they, where do they actually stem from that makes you afraid that your voice is not needed or isn't going to be listened to or absolutely matter and, and things like that. And to be honest, your partner might be waiting and, and praying and hoping that, you know what, I love this girl. I love this woman, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I really welcome her opinion or I, I welcome her thoughts, but she doesn't say anything. He might be waiting for her mm-hmm. to express herself, you know, and if he loves her and um, respects her in every way, um, I can't see why not, you know, she has value in that relationship and she has to start somewhere and knowing that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And we've touched on this a little bit, but uh, we've had some episodes in the past that talk a lot about journey with self going within mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, doing that personal work. How do you feel your personal growth journey affects your relationship and what you attract into your life and how you behave in your relationships. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> girl, um, to be honest, I have done a lot of work, you know, to fully earn who I am today and what I bring to any relationship table, you know, so I no longer try to fit in. Let's just start with that. Um, I no longer try to fit into a space or a crowd that does not display the same attributes um, that add to my well-being. And so all that being said, 
I've had to do a lot of work, a lot of groundwork on um, get myself from a place of or space of relationships in the past that didn't work and why they didn't work and working on my confidence and the things in which I really want, need and desire in my life to who I am today. Right. And so um, I decided uh, many years ago, right, that I wasn't no longer going to make excuses for being who I am. If I'm not your cup of tea, I'm fine with that because most times you wasn't my cup of tea neither, right? And I always say to people, you know, everybody's not your tribe and we need to be okay with that, right? I believe that we attract individuals who are like ourselves, right? I will say I attract individuals who are like me, mm-hmm who aren't afraid to earn who they are, like I'm not, right? And are always seeking new ways to improve and um, how to be more genuine about themselves, empathetic, kind, sincere, and just be that overall person in nature. And, you know, what's funny is that is something, right, that only your tribe, your tribe um, will be able to do and see in you. Right. And so I often say many times, you know, people figure they're going to do this whole big hoopla thing to come into themselves and work on themselves. But oftentimes we work on everything else but ourselves. And so if I can say anything for that is that we have to really think about what is it that you truly want for you. Mm -hmm. And that comes with all your past experiences and mistakes. (laughs) because moving forward, you don't want to repeat them. Mm -hmm. And you also want to learn from them. So we can't be afraid to scrape up or dig up some of those past mistakes or past situations that didn't work out in our favor. Um, We have to do digging and and earn them Mm -hmm. and move forward. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So true. And and the comments about, you know, attracting those like you, like they say, your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. Energy, like energy attracts like energy and that's just Mm -hmm. the way the universe works and it's a wonderful thing and I think the better that you get to know yourself and you grow into your truth then sometimes your tribe changes you know as you grow you sometimes you can outgrow people and that could be personal relationships business relationships whatever it is but you could certainly outgrow people just because you're moving in a different space or into a different um, place that you yes. have been in previously and and that's okay as well and I think people have to also understand that our grown people is not a bad thing it just means you're moving in a direction that's closer to your truth and you'll you'll attract people that are meant yes, in that you exactly. think yeah yeah and you know what's funny is you know um you know as you as you mature and I think with our experiences comes maturity right as you mature and you find out some things work some things don't work you realize hold up you know what's the common denominator in this situation a lot of times it's us mm-hmm. right and it's rather well we are good, bad, or the other in this situation. We have to think about what is it that's attracting these situations that I'm not comfortable with. And sometimes it's our friendships. Sometimes, you know, as you've been friends with people for a lot of years, your interests change, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, when you become a nurse, you start looking for things that's medical, right? In medical field, you start going out and you find everything that's medically inclined, right? A hairdresser, you start looking at all the beauty utensils, you understand? Yeah. And so we have to know that as entrepreneurs or educators, whatever you are, your interests are going to change. And so 
we have to be okay with that. And for those friendships, I still have friendships that I've had for many, 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 many years. And we are definitely on different paths, right? Mm-hmm. But we we have managed to um, maintain respectful relationships because maybe because we had such a great foundation. But then there are also friendships I had years ago that we are still okay if I see you, you know, but we've outgrown each other. You know, my life has changed tremendously and some people still where they were, you know, think about it. And I'm sure, I'm sure many of you can relate. There are some people that you used to hang out with at just think, say spinner wheel, right? <laughs> that you can drive cross spinner wheel today and they're still dressed up hanging outside of there. I'm just using that as an example, yeah. but you know, um, those people, it's not that you have anything against them or you think you're better than them or anything like that. You just know that you had so much greater for your life. And so you have to walk in it. And I find a lot of women are afraid to separate themselves to do just that. Sometimes people are so afraid of coming into who they are that they maintain friendships that are useless. And that I'm just straight up. Um, mm-hmm friendships that are useless, you know, or, you know, you want to become an entrepreneur, but you're constantly hanging with unemployed people sitting on the street. What does that tell you? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so not saying that there's unemployed people don't have vicious dreams and all those things. I'm not saying that, but if you know the crowd you're hanging with is not taking you where you want to go, you might have to make that, that decision. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you're not going to get me where I need to go. So since it was real, I love you, but I'll see you and I see you. And that that's something that us women need to be able to stand firm on as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of takes us right into my next question, which is similar but different. So mm-hmm. when you're in a new relationship, there's often a honeymoon phase, which is what we oh, call yeah. it. Everything is wine and roses. It's beautiful. It's all lovey-dovey. At some point, it fades. Now, some people, it could be weeks or months, others, it could be decades, you know, know, every relationship is different. And sometimes it fades due to personal growth. Sometimes it fades just because whatever the case may be. But if that happens, how do you keep or reignite a spark Mm -hmm. in a relationship that seems like it is getting or going cold and the relationship no longer feels fulfilling? Well, firstly, let me say this. Both parties have to want the same thing, Mm -hmm. right? The problem is oftentimes is most couples fall prey to separation because they really don't know what they want or how to get what they want out of each other. Mm. Right. And so that's that's one of the biggest, biggest issues in relationships. Both parties have to want the same thing. They both have to want to stay together. That's firstly. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the the idea and suggestions that um, people, you know, when, when people are in relationships, they say, you know, oh, my goodness, it's going so left or we don't have anything here anymore. Um, you find a lot of times it's one partner fighting for the relationship, not both partners, one partner is fighting more so than the other. And so that's in itself a, a, a recipe for disaster, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have to both be on the same page. Um, you know, the idea and suggestions are easy. They're real easy. That's the easy part, right? It's the doing the work, right, that ties us to um, starting to work on this relationship, 
once we are certain what it is that both parties desire from each other, even as individuals um, and their actions and all of those things, everything falls behind it. You know, your actions toward working on it can become easier. You know, you think about what do we have in common? You know, um, what are you both willing to experience to get to where you need to go? Um, and then once you know what it is that you both want, it's so much easier to say, okay, I understand this is what you want or this is what you need in the relationship and this is what your other partner wants and needs. Okay, so now how are we going to work together? Once we agree that you're both willing to work on what it is that you both want, sky's the limit. The sky is the limit. So, you know, firstly, we have to know, do we both want this? Are we both fighting for this? Or am I pulling you constantly, begging you to come and get help or begging you to love me? Um, and then you have to think about um, what are we willing to do to change this relationship? What are we willing to do to put love or ignite this relationship or the romance? Um, put in, then we're going to put in the work, right? And then we have to think about, you know, what tied us together from the beginning? Um, and of course... 20 years ago or 25 years ago, the things that tied my husband and I together might not be the same things that might need to fix us now if we had an issue, you know, because we change, life changes, situations change. So, so does our relationships. They should grow and evolve, right? And so if you both are willing to put in whatever works necessary and the love is there, you can fix and rectify and ignite any fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's such a strong, powerful foundational base. It's really like, just go back to square one. Why do you yeah. want to be together? Do you still want to be together? Do you want to fix this? I mean, you have to, that's, that's so true. Cause if one person's pulling the weight, it's just not going to cut it. Yeah. Well, and you find that a lot. You find that you find that in a lot of relationships where um, I find a lot of women will come to me. And I mean, of recent, I've had had more men coming to me just, you know, asking and, and which is I mean, I just love it because who would have thought I started out working with all women. Now I'm working with men and women um, and couples. But, you know, you find a man even saying, listen, I don't know what to do. Yeah, woman, maybe you can help us out. And um, and I love it because what that does sometimes, too, and, and that goes with sometimes when you don't speak up or sometimes when you know what you want Mm -hmm. okay this is what I want this is what I need and then your partner this is what I want this is what I need but nobody's coming together with these thoughts and feelings and so each partner's feeling is the the only ones with these feelings and that the other partner could care less and in actual fact most times you're both feeling the exact same way but you don't know how to express it to yourselves and see and so that's where you know we have to get to a place of you know what we have to talk about this um and when we realize that you know we still love each other and we really want this to work the communication lines open up and then you realize oh my gosh i felt the exact same way did you do it? You know, in some instances, so, you know, it's, it's so true. And, and then goes of saying, we know how men are, right? So for me, I, I'm probably more expressive. So if something bothers me, I would say to my husband and drop of a dime. If something drops in my heart right now and it's, it bothers me, I will say it to him right away. Um, whereby my husband, he will probably just let it marinate for a bit and not say anything to me. He'll probably just take a back seat and say, I'll leave it. It's not that bad. And come up 
maybe another year if it, well, of course, not that long, but you know, much further off than I do. And I'm looking and saying, well, why didn't you say it at that time? And in actual fact, we probably both felt the same way. We just expressed it differently or maybe we didn't express it at all. And so that's why it's so important to have um, regular check-ins. That's something else that you talk about, but that you, is, is important to have regular check-ins with your partner, your significant other. Everything is great, great. Well, let's have a check-in. Let's see how we're feeling. Everything cool? Am I saying anything? Am I doing anything that's, um, you know, may, causing your eyebrows to raise and vice versa? And a lot of times it might not be, but if it is, that's the opportunity right there to say, oh, no, babe, I didn't realize that you made you feel like this, but this is my personality and I'm not changing, <laughs> right? But because <laughs> let's keep it real. Um, but when you become matured in your love, I say when you become matured in love, you learn um, that you there are called compromises you make in relationships. And so that's part of love, loving your partner, compromising some of those things that you might want, like wanting your own way all the time. Um, those are some of the things we have to compromise in relationships. And that happens over a period of time. And I think that is one of the things that a lot of relationships um, lack is compromise. Mm. Yes. And that's definitely a very, very important piece because wanting to have it your way all the time is really selfish, actually. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Wanting to, to give and take a little bit and ensure that you're doing your part to to have the healthy relationship. It's definitely yes. Important. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there there are definitely going to be times where it's it's not going to work, or um, you know, how do you know when it's time to leave, and what is the good in saying goodbye? Like, what what yeah. is that trigger? Is there something that just at at some point you're just like, you know, what this is not working, or you know, I'll be happier without type of thing? Yeah, yeah. Well. I, I often say this again, you know, when both parties have given up, um, we have to realize it takes two to make any relationship work, whether it be a relationship with your intimate partner or a coworker, it takes two to make that relationship work. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you hear people saying, I don't even know when this happened. How did this happen? She wants out or he wants out, but I beg to differ because it happens slowly sometimes, and oftentimes it just starts with them living separate lives, you know, um, you know, doing things unbeknown to the other person. You know, um, I'm, you're coming home and you're getting dressed to go out. It's no longer us doing these together. Or, you know, you're attending different functions on your own and making excuses as to why you went straight from work. There are just so many things. Um, the communication lines drop. Um, you're no longer communicating that I told you that I was actually leaving to go to Baltimore last week. And so I took a flight last week. And you didn't even notice that, you know, those type of things. And these things actually happen, right? Um, oh. <laughs> in relationships. Yeah, they do. They really do happen. Where, and, and in that instance, a lot of times, you know, anybody who loves the other partner or is really committed to that other partner um, really wants it to work, right? And so sometimes we put blinders on. We put those blinders on and, and don't want to see it. And in some instances, we see it but we don't really know how to rectify it or how to address it. And so we just leave it hoping that things will change or hoping that this person will get it out of their system. But in actual fact, 
what's happening is those lines will become blurred and this is where the separation sometimes comes into play um and you know you're just like when did this happen so saying goodbye as we talk about that saying goodbye is also another way of saying you know what i love you um but we aren't good together right and so or sometimes people say goodbye and it's just like i love you or but we're better as business partners. So maybe we should just consider running this business effectively versus um, running this partnership or this intimate relationship. Um, And a lot of times I find saying goodbye is also a good way of saying to yourself as an individual woman, you know, um, I'm going to find myself. Like I want to find a better self. I want to find and grow um, to about a me, you know, who am I? I, I need to evolve. And so sometimes while people fall down and, and just, you know, fall, fall apart or fall to pieces when the relationship's failing, um, that's also an opportunity to evolve and to really find out who, who am I? Like, who is Tina, you know? And so sometimes we don't, we don't always look at it that way. We look at it as, oh, my God, my life's over. I'm failed. The relationships fail. We are a failure. But in actual fact, sometimes that's a blessing in disguise. And while some people separate and become really best friends, um, and that's the saying goodbye is also another way of saying I love you, but we aren't good together, um, is also sometimes saying that you might have gotten married or been in a relationship for various reasons. And which omitted the love. You know, you could have gotten married or been in a relationship because you had a child together or you thought you you was lusting over each other. The intimacy was amazing. And so you figured the intimacy is going to stay like that, not knowing that as you get married and you become busy. Sometimes you get so consumed in your work and you're so busy that to talking about having every night of walking around in lingerie and just taking a whole movie night just to do all these things doesn't always happen like that. And so sometimes these relationships fall apart based off of what it looked like it would be in the beginning. And here they are 10, 15, 20 years in and things have changed tremendously. So what do they do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's really, really interesting. And, and I've, also, I've always believed that you have to be a whole person in yourself mm-hmm. first before you mm-hmm. go into a, a serious relationship because you can't expect someone to complete you or to yeah. make you whole. You have to be whole first. And when two whole people come together, then you have a much better chance of having a, a fulfilling relationship. But definitely, um, definitely there can be good in goodbye. There can be, you know, follow-ups afterwards that turn out to be a much better situation for yourself individually, especially if you make that decision because you're putting yourself first Mm -hmm. and you want to make yourself happy or you want to grow, like you say it. So I I definitely agree with that. So this is my last question, but what would you say to women who are in relationships that they want to last and they're, and and this may go right back to a one-sided relationship. I'm not sure, but, um, where they want it to last, they want to work it out, but they're going through some challenging times. Like what is the best way for them to approach dealing with it to even figure out what step do I make? Do I move forward? Do I move backwards? Do I move on? (laughs) Do I help? You know, what do you say to a woman who is in those challenging times, but they really want that relationship to work? 
Yeah. Um, you know, and, and as it relates to challenging times, challenging times could be a loss of a job, challenging times could be an outside child, challenging times could be um, physical um, changes in someone's body, challenging times could be mental health, challenging times could be substance or alcohol abuse, you know, challenging times could be she was 600 pounds and now she's 150 pounds challenging you know there are so many challenges and so and i said all that to say um they vary the 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 way in which you may handle each of them may be slightly different but what i often say is think about your why what why do you really want to work on that relationship right why what 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 about that relationship you know, it's really challenged, yes. And whatever those challenges, I just named off many of them, um, are why do you work, want to work on that relationship? Think about why you got married or why you committed to your partner from the beginning, right? Then you got to re- remember something that I often say, relationships take two. So what is your partner saying in all of this? Does your partner also want to work on this relationship? Does your partner also feel challenged in this circumstance? Um, you know, and then the other thing is don't solely depend on your partner to bring you happiness. Mm -hmm. Happiness starts with him. And I often say when you are uncertain about what it is that you want in or out of that relationship, the first thing you need to do is dig within, follow your dreams Focus on the things that you can control. So there are many people in relationships and they feel stuck. There are people in relationships that are just hanging on by a thread um, just for the sake of public, you know, being a public figure. Um, There are people in relationships for the sake of their children, you know, and then there are people in relationships that genuinely love each other, but they lost their way somewhere along the way, right? So what I often say is start with you. Start with what what do you really want? Of course, because you weren't who you you aren't who you were when you got married. I know I'm not who I was 25 years ago or 20 when I met my husband, right? I'm not that needing to have everything her way, um, no trust in her in, in my gut, you know, um, wasn't about to her no yes, no or the other. Um, wanted everything in my way and I wasn't giving her nothing but what I wanted to her. I'm not that person I was back then. So if now I had to go through a challenge in my marriage, I would have to look at all those things I just said to you. What is my why? Why do I want to stay in this relationship? You know, um, why did I get married? And are we both on the same page? And so once we find out if we're on the same page, we now have to figure out as individuals, what are we willing to bring to the table? Because like we said, we wasn't those people. We're not those same people 20, 25, even 10 or five years ago. So what are we both going to bring to the table? And that's where I go with my earning your 100% in the relationship. You know, you bring your 100 and she brings her 100 and guess what? You got 200 and then you have, you have a lot to work with, right? Or you have a lot that you can play with. And so with all that being said, I often say when you're uncertain what it is that you need to do in your relationship with another person, dig deep with Ian, start working on you. And I guarantee you there's one, there's thoughts those dreams, those wishes and desires that you once had for your relationship may change. They may also shift for you. You may realize that, guess what? I deserve somebody that 
also wants the same thing, a committed relationship or, you know, there, there are so many things that comes out of it, but you have to focus on you. You have to build up you. You have to follow your dreams. And if you don't have any dreams today, I need you to go and dream some up because that that will sustain you more than anything else. Yes, I love my husband dearly and I love that we could do anything together and just my person, I can laugh and cry and look to um, for advice and the other. But I also know that I have something and I do something that I desire and that I love and I'm passionate about. So, you know, you're not leaning on one person hurly and surly for everything, your happiness and your drive. And no, when you have another partner in your life, they're supposed to be able to push you, to push you and be that support base for you when you're doing whatever it is that you, you're doing and you need them to just hold you sometimes. But overall, when you're having challenges in any part of your relationships, if you are fighting that relationship solo and you're in a relationship of two, that's right there in itself. You're on the wrong path. You got to make a decision. Am I going to choose him or am I going to choose me? And most people, when they've chosen themselves, somewhere along the way, that relationship actually um, gets strengthened, believe it or not. It gets strengthened because you got to remember too, you know, who wants their weight, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're in a relationship and your partner continuously comes to you and needs your support and does all these things and, you know, his, his, get what he needs from you, but then you're not doing anything for yourself and you're constantly needing him to fulfill you, just make me smile, or do I look good, or am I good enough, or can I, did you like your food, or is my shirt nice, or does my hair look, if you constantly need that from him before feeling it for yourself, that's a problem, and that becomes a weight on him, right? So, you know, build your confidence up so that when you do walk in that room, or when you do walk in that house, or when you do walk downtown with your husband or your man, he feels strong and confident because he knows he has a strong, confident woman on his arm. And, you know, man like puffing up the chest. So, you know, man, want a woman that's strong and powerful. You don't have to scream and shout and fight all over the place to be that neither. But within yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I love everything you just said. <laughs> It just all resonated with me that everything from putting yourself first to finding yourself and and then, you know, the relationship will either get better or it'll be over. And, you know, and that's all fine and it's all well and good. So I I definitely, um, that definitely, like I said, resonated very strongly with me. So, well... (laughs) Tina, this is this is awesome, and I yes. probably talk to you all day about this. But I'll be can. But we're not <laughs> going to do that. But I would like um, if you would give your information as far as you know your business and how people can reach you and find you sure. if they would like to communicate with you and get some additional coaching with their certainly business. certainly. So I can be found um, several places. Let's start with my email, which is tinalawsconsulting at gmail.com. Um, I can also be found on Instagram on Tina T. Laws, um, or um, I can be found on Facebook, Tina Laws, um, Relationship Specialist, um, or simply call me, 538 Five seven, and that's a one four four one for those overseas. 
But yeah, so yeah, we, we can. This was a great, I'm so glad I done it. And I was so tired early and I said, oh my goodness, how is this going to go? And so it just, it just once again resonates with me that, you know, the, I love what I do. And we talked about that early. How when you really love what you do, um, you know, not a whole lot matters. You can be extremely tired. You can be, you know, all sorts of overwhelmed. And when you're doing those things in which you truly want to do, um, some of those things that you thought was, um, I guess, a stress acquire really isn't. And that goes with what I just said. When you have relationship issues is one thing, but when you really take time out to love you and to, you know, evolve within yourself, you know, a lot of these issues that you thought you once had minimizes. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much, Tina. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. I wish you all the best and we'll stay in touch. And thank you for being a guest on Positively Purpose today. Thank you so much, Danny. I really, really enjoyed being a guest here. And thank you for inviting me. Wonderful. We'll talk soon. Relationships are a lot of work. And the primary key to long-term success is both partners wanting the same thing. As long as the love is still there and both are willing to put in that hard work, coupled with respect, communication and compromise, anything is possible. Here are the top five points that I took away from our conversation today with Tina. Number one, strong women know their worth and have set boundaries for themselves. It need not be intimidating if both partners recognize that relationships are partnerships, not competitions. Of course, as a powerful woman in business, you must learn to not take boardroom behaviors home to the bedroom. But if both partners are pursuing their dreams and following their passions, there is less room for competition and intimidation and more room for mutual support and respect. Number two. As a demure woman, finding your voice in a relationship is vital for your happiness and may start simply as just saying no to something. Practice with a friend and start somewhere. It need not be an argument, but it is important to speak your truth without fear of what will ensue. Number three. Submission does not mean weakness. It means that you honor and trust your significant other. This, of course, should be a reciprocal behavior. It is healthy to have vulnerability in your relationship that allows you to be totally yourself. Number four, don't rely solely on your partner to bring you happiness. Happiness begins within and is your responsibility. Learn who you are and what you love. Don't make excuses for who you are and don't be afraid to own your truth. Build up your confidence for yourself so that you are not needy and reliant on your partner to consistently build your confidence for you. Decide what you truly want for you and pursue it. If you don't have dreams, Do yourself a favor and find some. Number five, you may find over time that you outgrow some relationships. And this could be business relationships, friendships, or intimate relationships. And that is perfectly fine. It is a testament that people grow at different rates and sometimes in different directions. 
When you become mature in love, you learn to compromise. But also, when you become mature in your truth, you know when there is good in goodbye. Through the challenging times, lean back on the basics. Do you still want the same things? Are you both fighting to make it work? Is the love still there? What about compromise, respect, and communication? These, as Tina has taught us, are the keys to long-lasting relationships. So in closing, know yourself, love yourself first, and stay positive, my lovelies, and know that there is always fulfillment in pursuing your purpose. I'm your midlife maven, Nina Dana Lee. Thanks for sticking around to the end. Clearly you enjoyed this, so we'd love to see you in our Positively Purposed Facebook group for private chats in our ladies' room. Follow us on Instagram at Positively Purposed to find out what's coming up next and for daily inspiration. We have so much more in store for you, so please share and leave a review to encourage other ladies to get in on the goods. Hit subscribe. See you next Sunday and keep walking positively in your purpose.